0: Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. Today is a little bit different here on Finest Work Songs. We'll get into it. We're mixing it up a bit. Yep. The other day I was driving my daughter to school. She said, can we play Vampire Weekend? Oh. And I laughed because when we did our Vampire Weekend Epipod with Matt Purdy, Mm -hmm. it was really my introduction to Vampire Weekend. And I realized that since that time, I listen to them all the time. Nice. I don't have... Spotify, but yeah. you know those top listens. Mm-hmm. Last year, that would have been one of my top listens. Nice. For you, Matt, what is different with music now that you've been doing this podcast?
1: For me, what's been different from doing Finest Work Songs is a deeper appreciation for rap and hip-hop, mm-hmm. whether it's a tribe called Quest or Public Enemy. I've, in some ways, had to kind of face and come to terms with some of the hang-ups I had you know, when I was younger. Most of it was essentially just because of an unfamiliarity with the subject matter, not being able to relate to it and then not almost wanting to relate to it maturing a little bit spending time listening to those those albums and having an opportunity to really think back to the experiences that brought that music to life has given me a new appreciation for it introduction to artists like elbow i mean that's another one i think back to like amen there are you you talk about spotify i mean like there are so many elbow songs that i'm sure are way up there on my spotify list now because of haven't gone through that episode with you and taylor
0: roberts yeah there are artists now that i feel like i get it a little mm-hmm. bit more mm-hmm. willie nelson when we did that epipod with tim hunter mm-hmm. it felt like a door was open and yeah. you know willie wasn't just that to all the girls i've loved before yeah. on the road artist. again. yeah
1: it did also give me an appreciation for when you get down to it what a hack bob
0: dylan is that's, yeah I, mean, I think blood that's... on the tracks more like dud full of tracks. Oh, burn. Thanks for nothing, Bobby D. Yeah, right. <laughs> Finest Work fans, if you are just joining us for the first time, welcome. But also you'll note that one of our repeating things is to troll Dwayne Davis, our Bob Dylan expert. You know, adversely, that same daughter who now calls for Vampire Weekend yep. also often calls for Dave Matthews oh. under the table at Dreaming. So in my preparation two years ago for that Epipod, which I pretty much ripped to shreds, (laughs) she's always asking for it. Last weekend, we listened to the full album. Well, I'm sure I skipped Warehouse, but... All the songs. When we began, we came up with lists of albums that we each would like to cover. Mm -hmm. And then the other one went on and highlighted albums that we're not that familiar with. And that kind of guides how we do it. We all have albums that we love that really are underrated. Fly under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something in your CD collection that you just want everyone to hear, Mm -hmm. even if they don't find it as brilliant. feel like more people should hear and appreciate this album Mm -hmm. when we say underrated we don't mean the bins by radiohead (laughs) always get shadowed by kid a (laughs) and okay computer so it should be more appreciated
1: oh man why don't people talk about out of time like they do automatic for the people even though
0: eight million copies sold or whatever yeah it's more like an album that is not as well known as we think it should be
1: before we get to our two underrated albums we always like to read real emails that come to us from our gmail account finest work songs at gmail.com this is a little segment we call kenny gmail, kenny gmail. this one comes from bernardina duche maybe her website is cravefreebies.com which i'm sure is totally above board oh, hold on let me look that up. <laughs> Crave That's freebies. a short one. She, she just writes, I've observed that in digital cameras, extraordinary sensors help to concentrate automatically. Thank you for sharing your thinking on this website.
0: Okay, CraveFreebies.com. Free amazing chickpea spread samples. Oh. Free sample of pumpkin smoothie. Ooh. I wonder what happens when I click on one of these. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I'm going to stop clicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's nothing in it. A- Appropriate. It's Bernadina. I mean, we all know Bernadina.
1: Yeah, She's one of our biggest fans. This Kenny Gmail is in response to our Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction epipod, and it comes from Terrell Simpolo, also crayfreebies.com. Oh,
0: wow. Man, the team over there at cravefreebiescom is really on it. We must be playing in that office. We need to send them some autographed pictures to hang up in the break yeah. room.
1: And Terrell writes, one thing I've discovered is that in most cases, fizzbo sellers, which you know, I mean, from we have educated listeners. I'm sure they know it for sale by owner. FISBO sellers will reject anyone. Remember, they would prefer to not ever use your solutions. But if you maintain a steady professional partnership, offering help and staying in contact for around four to five weeks, you will usually be able to win a conversation. From there, a listing follows. Hmm some great real estate advice from the folks over at cravefreebies.com a little heavy-handed though it is kind of heavy-handed they're
0: really trying to manipulate you a bit yeah scare tactics
1: you ever done a a fisbo
0: when kristen and i got married we lived in durham for almost a year we sold it on craigslist nice yeah do you have to make the exchange in a walmart parking lot (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) pulled up with the deed to the house i brought a friend just in case things go south yep
1: we always appreciate the Kenny Gmail entries that come in, so be sure to, to send us your email at finestworksongs at gmail.com, and who knows, maybe we'll read yours as part of a future Kenny Gmail.
0: Okay, Matt, we get three songs to share. Matt, which album did you pick today?
1: The album I picked as an underrated album is Weave by Queen Sarah Saturday. <laughs> You and I were knocking around this idea about underrated albums, and I was actually hanging out with two-time guest of the show, Troy Fairbank, a week or so ago. He, in a lot of ways, has been a lifeline to current music for me for many years as I've gotten older. He's a, he's a couple years younger, but he's still way more attuned to new music and stuff that's coming down the, the pike. And so,
0: Hold on, I, hold on, real quick. Yeah. Is it coming down the pike or is it coming down the pipe? I think it's Pike. I never know. I'm being sincere here. Maybe it's... Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, here we go. On merriamwebster.com. Thanks for our sponsor, (laughs) Dictionary. (laughs) Freebies.com. Okay, so it's Pike. You're right. Mm -hmm. And it's short for Turnpike. Ah. Something coming from further down the road. That's what it means. And recently it's been mistaken as Down the Pipe. Bill. by idiots you <laughs> idiot stevens my guess is it's one of these things that can be either right i mean well merriam webster well, says that, that
1: it's i'm just saying like if we were to walk out of here and tell someone where something's coming down the pipe they're not going to be like oh wait a second yeah w- i don't know what you mean that, that sounds dumb yeah
0: there's some things you can and should correct like but- valentine's day <laughs> no correct that could no, correct. that's what i mean that's what i'm saying you okay yeah that. <laughs> Don't correct daylight saving time, daylight savings time, saving time. Yeah. Anyway, so coming down the pike. This topic was coming down the pike or pipe. We
1: settled it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You're right. You're right. right. I'm I'm so diplomatic. (laughs) Um, Every year for years, Troy has put together like his favorite songs of that year. So at the end of the year, he'll put together a playlist and put it on a CD and give it out to friends or send the playlist to friends. And and
0: uh, So he does this every year? Yeah. He. Puts together and sends it to friends. Oh, have you not gotten it? No, awkward. Before we go on, I <laughs> want to thank Troy for coming on the podcast again. The connection that we have—it's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I thought. Anywho, um, <laughs> it's a great mix of songs you might have, you probably have heard on the radio, but then stuff that's a little more underground and. We were hanging out the other night and, and he said, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm revisiting some older albums that I'd kind of, you know, put on the shelf and not really listened to for a long time and finding that I actually really enjoy them. He asked me, he's like, is there an underrated or an, an older album, You maybe it's more of a local regional band that you still just really love? And immediately I thought of this album by Queen Sarah Saturday. Hmm. So the timing was great on this. Queen Sarah Saturday, Band from Durham. I think the first time I saw them, they opened for either the Connells or Dylan Fence. It's not the folksy Brit pop melodic songs that the Connells were kind of doing. It's not soulful rock like Dylan Fence. It's not ska. It's not punk. But it was more in line of like Sonic Youth and the Pixies and Smashing Pumpkins, where it's it's loud, quiet, loud, quiet. But there's still a lot of melody that goes throughout it. All right, well, let's jump in.
0: Which track are we starting with, Matt?
1: We'll start with what's probably the quintessential song on this album to me, and probably, I would think, their biggest song, and uh, this is Sings. Connells and Dylan Fence and bands like that that were kind of making a name for themselves. Queen Sarah Saturday was, they were angrier, they were louder. It seemed like more of something that was not necessarily from North Carolina. Again, we talked about before like REM proving that you could live in the South and be a successful rock band, and the Connells proving you could be in North Carolina and be a successful rock band. And even Corrosion Conformity has done that for years in the heavy metal world. But to kind of be like, oh my, oh my gosh, there's this kind of grungy, noisy band, mm-hmm. but yet there's again, they're still putting together, I think, really nice melodies and really nice hooks to these songs too. This song was on the Empire Records soundtrack, which I always thought for years was a movie soundtrack without a movie. I yeah. didn't think they had ever even like released the movie because everyone I knew had that soundtrack,
0: but I don't know anyone who's ever seen the movie.
1: Are you serious?
2: Yeah,
0: for me, it's the opposite. Really? Yeah, we all saw the movie. Didn't even know there was a movie. It doesn't really hold up. Yeah. Yeah, I watched okay. it probably in the past year thinking, oh, it's like Reality Bites right, or yeah. Uh, singles. You know? Yeah, it does hold up. It doesn't, but if I had to pick one song that represented the movie, it would be this song. Not from a connection to the movie necessarily, right, right. but the sound of the song captures, captures the that, feel of that, that movie. Yeah, it's like movie. this earnest youth Yep rebellious but a little safe rebellion it's yeah, not so, anarchy yeah, yeah.
1: it's very me 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 kind of yeah, yeah. focused and there's some heavy hitters from that era on that soundtrack yeah. in that movie and so for them to have made it onto that and it's a shame it didn't keep moving keep
0: going after this it feels in the camp of Lemonheads, mm-hmm. screaming trees yep it's like that lighter grunge exactly that has the pop element to it i know Lemonheads weren't grunge but with that heavy strumming yeah heavy strumming yeah. and then double strumming. Yeah.
1: <laughs> in and also around that time, you know, I was thinking about. I think you mentioned the single soundtrack. I mean, I think my favorite Smashing Pumpkin song of all time is Drown, which is on that soundtrack. There are elements to that that remind me of Queen Sarah Saturday of like of drown of just that sound of we're going to do some really quiet non-acoustic guitar but no distortion a little, little guitar. phaser on it it's going to build up to a cacophony and so that's what I've always liked about Queen Sarah Saturday. If you have had any level of appreciation for Sarah Saturday at this point, Matt, then I'm probably going to ruin it for you. There are also elements to some of their songs, particularly Water, where there's different movements within it. There's some early 70s like hard rock sounds to it, which also remind me of Rush. Oh, <laughs> so. gosh. We're,
0: we've avoided it for so long, but we're going to have to do a Rush. Oh, yeah, we Apple will. Pod. At least one. I might be sick that day. <laughs> I got coronavirus that day.
1: I had a love and appreciation for these long movement type songs with. Yeah, very Prague. Very Prague, yes. Yeah,
0: as in Prague rock, not the city. What if all these years people thought Prague rock was just like, <laughs> it all came from <laughs> Prague? Some musician moves to Prague and is like, man, I'm here to get into the scene, the Prague <laughs> rock scene. The Prague rock scene. Matt, do you know where the name Queen Sarah Saturday comes from? I do not. Matt, do you do any research? I do no research at all. Oh my gosh. Why am I carrying the load for your band? Why am I bringing research for your band? (laughs) So the TV show, Mr. Rogers? Yeah. Remember when he'd do those little puppets and it was King Friday? Oh, okay. It's Queen Sarah Saturday. Interesting. I think most of them were voiced by Fred Rogers. I think they were. Which, listen, don't send us any angry finest work songs at gmail.com, hate mail. I'm not saying anything (laughs) bad about Fred Rogers ever. Ever. I've seen the documentary. I cried. It's legit, yeah. but uh, there were some kind of weird moments. And I remember even as a kid, that king in Mm -hmm. the voice was always kind of (laughs) weird. It was a little creepy. Yeah.
2: Lady Evelyn and Prince Tuesday, I presume. Correct Correct as as usual, Uncle Friday. Uh, From my airplane, I could see our mouse.
0: Very early 90s name.
1: You took the words right out of my mouth, like Seven Mary
0: Three. Early '90s felt like the beginning of throwback to childhood names. Yeah, from like the early '80s, like mm-hmm. '70s. Well, since we're talking about the research I've done, Matt, <laughs> for you, <laughs> thank you. I started digging in because I'm like, who's in this band? Right. Yeah. His last name is Ir. I-O-N-O. Is it pronounced? For years, I thought it was Irons. I just... If it's not, I apologize, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny I like Irons. I he's listening yeah. to this. First of all, his great uncle is John Steinbeck. <laughs> wow. And he married Sarah Lee Guthrie, mm-hmm. Arlo's daughter. Yeah. More notably, Woody's great <laughs> yeah, right, right, Yeah. <laughs> he goes on to have this story folk career. Yeah. But my favorite thing that I found out about him, Matt, possibly my favorite fact I have found out about any of the artists okay. that we've studied... I can't studied. wait. Johnny Iron was the bass player in Blues Hammer from the movie Ghost World.
1: Ghost World? Yeah.
0: There's only one scene I care about in this movie. (laughs) Steve Buscemi is, is a fan of old blues. And I'm talking like... On 78s like yeah, the, yeah. the kind of right. rare stuff, and so he finds out this old blues legend is coming to this club, mm-hmm. probably eighty years old. Yeah. Steve Buscemi's so upset that no one is listening. Yeah, you know, it's like a sports bar, right, right, or whatever. <laughs> they welcome on the next band, and it's Blues Hammer. Okay, they're meant to contrast, you know, the, the old with the the old with the new. Right.
3: All right, people, are you ready to boogie? <laughs> way down in the delta blues. So get ready to rock your world. I've been plowing on the new sun picking cotton all day long. Yes, <laughs> I've been plowing picking cotton all
2: day long.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, so anyway, that made me appreciate Queen Sarah Saturday because <laughs> he was the bass player. All right, Matt, you got one more song. Yeah, one
1: more song is the last one on the album, which is Growth. Growth. That part and grow where it changes up to that more pop part. Just love that part. And as I was listening to it, it kind of reminded me uh, the God. Uh, oh, what's that? Candlebox. Not soul can- of the chair. No, it's um um.
2: Isn't that- na- oh na- 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 yeah yeah yeah. Na- That's what it reminded da- me of. Na- yeah.
1: Uh, what's is that? Isn't I'm- that Candlebox? Oh, uh, Collective Soul. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. Collective soul. I never noticed it until we were listening right now that it reminds me of that song by Collective Soul. Yeah. What I liked about Queen Sarah Saturday was their ability to have this like angsty, angry, loud, but then they'll slide into some really melodic pop sensibilities as well. And I think they do that well in the song. I mean, I could see the argument that some of these songs are too long and then there's too much noodling and noise in parts of it, but mm-hmm. I just think Yes, there's a nostalgia to it for me, because it was, in some ways, if the Connells were too popular, Mm -hmm. Queen Sarah Saturday was like, oh yeah, but we like these guys too. It was almost like you were in the know of this more underground, but yet still local band. It really spoke to me at that time.
0: So I didn't know anything about them until listening to this album, Matt, but I'll say that it just, for me, sounded like the Mm mid-90s. And I don't mean that in a good or bad way, Sure, yeah, just for how it made me yep. feel. It was nostalgic for me, even though I'd never heard it. Yeah, It I took me that. back to that time. Right. Thanks to Troy for spurring me to, th- to think about this album. Thanks to Troy for sharing playlists with me. <laughs> Okay, Matt, so you've played three songs from Queen, Sarah, Saturday. Mm-hmm. You would like for someone to listen to the album. Right. What's the environment? What's the timing when they put this album on?
1: The optimal time to get into this album is leaving work on a Friday afternoon. It's been a stressful week, and you just want something to rock out to. Angry, but not in like the you know, a Rage Against Machine. Yeah. You're mad at your boss, angry perfect like matt said even if you don't know this album and you're in the mood for some
0: mid-90s nostalgia this is a good one for that too nice okay matt my underrated album is oh tall tree in the ear by roman candle Matt, another North Carolina band. Mm-hmm. Brothers Skip and Logan Matheny are from Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Logan and Skip grew up playing music. At one point, Skip said that they moved kind of further out of town into the country. Mm-hmm. And so really, there's not a lot of people to hang out with. Right. So they're just playing rock and roll. Yeah. They go to UNC and Chapel Hill. Skip meets Tim Shell, who becomes his wife. They form Roman Candle all together. Mm-hmm. Matt, I first heard Roman Candle 2004. There were some friends i had that knew them okay i think from back home Mm -hmm. or something and so they give me this album we go see roman candle and and i'm blown away by this band like are you kidding me why don't i know about them why don't more people know about them coming to find out from their backstory they formed in chapel hill i think in 97 i apologize in advance to roman candle if (laughs) if i get any of these wrong but i'll
1: cover up your mistakes because
0: of all the research i do
2: for this. yeah actually i don't feel bad at all
0: (laughs) Because if I do get anything wrong, you're not going to know. That's for sure. (laughs) Stroll's in here whistling. I walk in carrying a backpack. Skip and Tim Shell. they had planned on going across the pond, I think, to like mop up at Q Magazine or Mojo or something to just try and get to know people. Because of 9-11, that was shut down. So Skip is working in like a plumbing warehouse or something. And uh, Tim Shell is like washing dishes at an art college. They're just out in Oregon getting by. So they had their music online. They get an email. The guy says, you know, I'm Trevor Price, NFL (laughs) defensive lineman. I want to start a record label. I want to put you on it, which nobody's going to believe. Right. Well, they're going to respond because it did sound, it didn't sound like a robot. That's so specific to be just a complete spam bot oh that bit again the nfl defensive oh, yeah. lineman for trying to denver start a broncos. record label gosh everybody's gotten one <laughs> yeah, of yeah who hasn't fallen for that one but he said that you know you can call me i don't have a phone you can call me at on my lunch break and <laughs> trevor price from the denver broncos calls him up and legitimately is starting a label they record the album has some great tunes on it but then trevor sells the label gets out of the business mm-hmm. you know and it's bought by hollywood records okay. who then sits on it it doesn't come out for five years. Wow. Meanwhile they're touring with the indigo girls. They mm-hmm. are out there trying to make a go at it. That's when I saw them as in this time. Okay. Where you're just wondering why isn't this band yeah. bigger? And I think then V two bought it, Virgin Two Virgin. or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. six months later after releasing it, they went out of business or got <laughs> sold. You know? When I say underrated, it's yeah. like in every sense of the word. Yeah.
1: They can't catch a break. Yeah.
0: They're on the cusp each time. Says Pop ended up becoming the Wee Hours Review, and that's what came out from the label, V2. Mm-hmm. And you could still get that and listen to that, and you totally should. It's okay. a great album. If we weren't doing this one, well, I, I would do any of their albums. Right. You know, right. So they get on a different label after a few years and release this in 2009. Okay. It's recorded in Nashville. Chris Stamey from mm-hmm. the DBs. Yep. He had produced them. I think he co-produced this with Jason Lenning, which Jason Lenning I first heard because he produced Thad Cockrell's To Be Loved, I love the production on that album. I love the production on this album. They've been a band for 12 years at this point. The brothers had been playing for many years before that. Mm -hmm. The album kicks off with Eden Was a Garden.
3: There's a pine warbler sitting on a hollow limb. He seems to have the whole morning out right in front of him everything he sings from the branch that he's sitting on it seems to hustle leaves and the colors all around now first he sings and then he goes and what it means it's hard to know
1: I had heard of Roman Candle over the years. For whatever reason, had never gone out and made a point to try and listen to them, which I think kind of speaks to the reason we're talking about this album. I think my thought about them was, oh, they're probably a good regional local band, Mm -hmm. and maybe they put out some good songs. I'm blown away from the second the song starts. This is a super well-constructed, well-produced song. There are elements to it that made me think of like the song Laid by James. Those acoustic chords that start out. Then when he comes in singing, he is full-throated singing. Yeah. Like this isn't, I'm gonna mumble through. Right. And I'm I'm gonna put some distortion and echo the the vocals and, and give it more than what's there. I mean, this is... It's crisp. It's clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the, the song structure, it's so different than- Verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. yeah. When you give their backstory, how long it took. Those are those timing things that we've talked about over the course of this podcast. Why some quote unquote make it and others don't. It's like one song and I'm like, there's absolutely no reason why people shouldn't be listening to the song. We're done.
0: All right. You got it. Good. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I agree. The minute I heard their first stuff, there was a connection. It's with all of it. It's with the writing. Mm -hmm. It's with Skip's delivery. The live show is incredible. I'll put it this way. Finest work, fans. I have a 1978 Ford truck that I've driven for years. The only sticker I've ever put on it was a Roman candle sticker. Mm. It felt like the only sticker I could put on it. I'm not trying to go back to the past, but I'm trying to be... In this present time, rooted in something real. Mm-hmm. It feels that way driving around in that truck. Okay. If I put a Johnny Cash sticker on that truck, yeah, I like Johnny Cash. He's,
1: That'd be like too on the nose.
0: Yeah, like, okay, you are throwing everything back. You yeah. Know? It would feel weird to put a Radiohead sticker on that truck. Yeah. There's something about the human experience and a longing for a sentiment, an emotion, a feeling, something that is real. That is at the root what I get from them. Mm-hmm. Did you put that
1: sticker on because it just completely felt right to put it on? Did you put it on to sort of advertise to others that you just love the band and you hope other people will listen to the band? No, or that, was it yeah. a symbol of like, this is authentically who I am?
0: I didn't feel like I was making a statement, like letting people know I liked a Candle. Right. It's a tiny round sticker. Yeah. It says We Hours Review on it. It's not even like a big yeah. advertisement. It felt like it completed the truck for me. Okay. I don't know. That That sounds so odd. No, no, that that makes sense. I've been trying to think for days on how to explain Mm -hmm. my love for this band. The connection, the
1: almost struggle to categorize it and define it speaks to what human connection is. Uh, I think back to like, you know, if someone asked me, well, why is so-and-so your friend? A lot of times my answer is because they're my friend. Like I don't, I won't necessarily define it or I won't be able to say, oh, you know, he's a really good person or or she's got a great personality or, you know, we grew up together. It's, I know why, but I can't necessarily define it. That's
0: true. And it's not even worth categorizing. You Mm -hmm. don't need to. Mm -hmm. One thing for me is I feel like I could be myself around that person. Right. And I feel like they accept me and understand me. And that's for me, this music. Right. I feel like he's being himself. Mm Mm-hmm. In that, there's a vulnerability, and it allows me to be myself. It sounds so weird, like there's a relationship. But I do feel like I have a relationship with this music. Yeah. It's not something I listen to outside of myself that just feels like, yeah, that's really cool out there. I like the way that sounds. It really feels like, especially with this next song, that they're giving voice to something that I'm either longing for or striving for or cannot figure out how to say. This next song is Big Light.
3: Sometimes I get a little lost. And the good life is so hard to see. Sometimes all I can see is the cost. And the prize is standing right in front of me. And it ain't easy.
1: When did you really start listening to this album? Like what year or?
0: 2009. So um, young kid, like, yeah. So I've got ai <laughs> got a two-year-old yep. and a baby just born. Right. Is that what you're getting to? Yeah, at that
1: point in our lives, we're knee-deep in young families mm-hmm. and still early career, but not necessarily, we're not starting out work. You know, we're yeah. pretty locked in probably in you know, what we're gonna be doing. Not bouncing around. That line about spend my natural prime thinking about money and time.
0: Wondering where they go. And they go. <laughs> and they go.
2: Yeah.
1: That time in life in our lives is like such a blur. You're not sleeping and you're watching these milestones with your kids happen on a daily basis. Also your old life's kind of behind you the dreams you had as like a 17 year old are not the same anymore right i could see we, we talk about it all the time like when you experience an album so much impacts your relationship with it and to me this is marriage music this is absolutely this isn't teenage angst mad at the world yeah you're know, trying to get out of town and carve your own path this
0: is i've got to come to terms with where i am with my life and lean on the people around me to get through it i can picture myself i'm driving home from work I know what I'm walking into. Yeah, It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. You go from being married to somebody and like going out with friends and doing yeah. all these adventures to getting nitpicky about sleep and about, yeah. am I pulling enough? Or are they pulling enough? And you're just so tired of yeah. figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You know, when it says, all I can see is the cost when the prize is standing right in front of me. Yep. As I'm driving home from work, probably tears in my eyes when I hear that. Cause it's a reminder of like, yeah. yeah All I'm focusing on is how hard this is and how I just want some relief from it. It's helping me realize that, no, man, when you walk in that house and you see that woman and you see these kids, stop looking at the cost. Right. This is it right here. And it's neat because this song reminds me of that. But also the song for me is talking to my wife. Mm-hmm. saying, hey, that's when I need you to put me in line. When I'm in this place, come tell me something. Any words are fine. Yeah. Fill up these four walls with old melodies and let me know that the big light is shining on me, mm-hmm. which for me represents God. Right. Right. Yep. But it's like, put things in perspective. And mm-hmm. I love it because it's not just like, hey, come put me in a shape. It's like, put on some music that reminds me mm-hmm. of beauty. Yeah, Go put on like, Find the River by R.E.M.
2: for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah. go, you know, yeah, yeah.
0: Go put on a song that like, touches my soul. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear Radiohead. That's that's one of my top bands, but I don't want to hear that. Put on something that connects to my soul to let me know that there is beauty. There is a big light shining. There's a God who loves me and loves us and is with us. Mm -hmm. I've played this for Kristen and said like, Hey, this song kind of expresses how I feel. And I want to be that for you as well.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: I could totally see that. And you won't get that if their songwriting is disconnected from the heart.
1: And you're not going to get that if it's buried within a more, I don't know, poppy dance track or like alternative rock. The message and the meaning and the emotion is going to be
0: blurred out by all the stuff going on around it. Yeah. So the music matches perfectly Mm -hmm. the sentiment of it. An old friend who is a really good songwriter and we used to write and he taught me a lot. And one of the things he always talked about, I'd offer up a line and he'd say the writing shows, meaning it looks crafted. Hmm. No one talks like that. That has always stuck with me. It never feels like the writing shows. It feels like you're listening in to someone writing in their journal mm-hmm. or just talking to their spouse. Yeah. You don't connect to the heart if your writing stays up in the head. You're trying to write to where it goes through your head to the heart. If you have to stop and figure it out, then you've lost the impact. Right. All right, Matt, it's so hard to pick three songs. <laughs> I tried to pick three that kind of capture the different elements. Yeah. I picked this song because I have no idea why this isn't a hit. This is a heartbeat.
3: When
1: Even in the handful of times, listen to this, when you said the next song i are gonna talk about is yeah. a heartbeat, that chorus jumps in my head. Yeah. It's
0: darn catchy.
1: I mean it's you can't so you can't good. get
0: out of your head. And when you see them live, it rocks. They're really talented musicians. Logan, I love his drumming, mm-hmm. but also I'm pretty sure that he plays most of the solos mm. on these albums. Wow. Like he is a prolific musician across the board. He engineered Chuck Berry's last album before he passed away. Wow. Yeah, engineered and co-mixed it and everything. Wow. And so the guy is just, he's not just a drummer yeah. in yeah. the stereotypical sense of a drummer. <laughs> tell me about it. Which you could tell because the drumming is very musical. Yeah, It feels like it very much fits in the song. And we've talked about this before when people are able to say something profound, very simple, yeah. but also in a new way. Yeah, I've got a heartbeat baby, a heartbeat baby that belongs to you. That mm-hmm. could have been written in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. And that could yeah. have been a doo-wop song. A Motown song yeah. or something. It's the sort of thing that when I hear it, I think, how has that not been written before? Yeah.
1: One thing that's jumped out at me over the years with the Avett brothers is I feel like they are able to do that. Yeah. Lyrically. Yeah. As good or better than about anyone. Yeah.
0: That's another band. It's that, simple. And you feel that human connection, the heart connection. I mean, when you
1: were talking about, you know, coming home and playing music to kind of just sigh after a day. And, mm-hmm. and that's our go-to for that kind of thing.
0: Cause it speaks to everybody. I want people to hear it because not because I'm like, it'll blow your mind. Like right. go listen to okay. Computer, the Benz. put the
1: headphones on. Yeah. And
0: to- <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it has elements of that, yeah. but it's that I feel like they say something. It's, I want people to read this book. You know, it's yeah. the same thing that makes me go read Wendell Berry yeah. because it speaks to the human condition in a way that yeah. makes you feel more alive Yeah. So, uh, man, gosh, dude, if you haven't guessed, I could just go on and on. Do you like
1: this album? Do you like this band? Well,
0: and it was even hard because, and I texted you a couple days before and I was like, I don't know if we should do this underrated thing because I was thinking I can't just do three songs. You know, I want to talk about this for an entire Uh, epiphone. Yes. 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 Fair enough. But but I get it.
1: Having sat with it for even a short time, I can appreciate where that passion and that almost evangelical thought yeah. around this it's, band yeah. comes from i'm I, preaching I them it.
0: man i'm preaching them listen to this listen to debris if you want to hear the song that i think i would put up there as one of the most ice cold burns against an ex district listen to the song thoughts for a newly old lover oh, wow it is even the titles. It is a burn uh, gosh, I just want to play it for you right now. Uh, <laughs> go listen to that song. Okay. All right, I'll shut up. But before I do, Matt, we do have an exciting segment that we can't ignore, and that is your senior quote.
2: To the end
0: of the senior year. You got to come up with a quote. to Go into your picture, and this is the quote that captures either where you're headed or where you've been or where you feel at that time, at that wise old age of 17 or or 18. It's that that final statement
1: that you want to send to your peers. Forty years later. Yeah, you're going to open that yearbook and be like, oh, man, did I really write You Can't Touch This?
0: (laughs) Yeah, did I really write Freak Me? (laughs)
1: So th- this one was super easy for me. If if I'm going back to the, the Queen Sarah Saturday album Weave from the song seems, I miss the chorus. It's what's said over and over again. And I think it perfectly encapsulates what a 17, 18 year old is thinking as they're finishing up high school, heading to the next step in their career. And it's it seems I never get enough of me. I mean that's true I mean the whole world revolves around you as a high school senior oh my gosh it's all encompassing you are all encompassing
0: this is just off the charts that was an
1: easy easy one for me
0: that is perfect.
1: As I just gave up this snarky, angsty, 18-year-old thing, yeah. I got to think that the Roman candle one's going to be a little more
0: introspective. First, I was going to use right along the whole thing that you've been looking for is under your nose. Oh, yeah. You know, something that like makes that. So. That's forward thinking. And... Yeah. Two eyes for me at that yeah. age. <laughs> it needs to be a little bit more like deep. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. so I think I would put from Woke Up This Morning, I know a thousand people that will tell how the end of the whole song goes. I'm thinking that nobody knows.
2: Ooh. Yeah.
1: That's perfect. And it's great in the
0: song, so yeah. I'm not mocking it. You know, but yeah, like yeah. if a senior gets hold of that and yeah. puts that in there, it's like, man, isn't that
1: deep? Yeah. And then you know, 20 years later, you're like, why did I put that in there? You
0: know, in my first semester in college, I'm in Psych 101. I, I quote <laughs> that. And I look around like, anybody? Who else feels that? Yeah. Do you guys feel that? <laughs> and somebody turns a rain stick over. <laughs>
1: This has been a lot of fun to talk about these two. Very different, but underappreciated, underrated albums. So we've enjoyed doing that. So thanks for listening to another epipod of Finest Work Songs. As always, you can engage with us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at Finest Work Songs, or on our Facebook page. Check out our website, finestworksongs.com. And we'd be remiss if we didn't also say, please give us a review, give us a rating on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you uh, enjoy podcasts and and again also send us uh, those emails finestworksongs at gmail.com we can't
0: wait to hear what your underrated albums are and because i am the one holding the music right now i get to pick the track that we're going out <laughs> on it's going to be another roman candle one so till next time
3: he said, hey.